I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. No, no, Amy, it's not, it's not a pink shirt. It's, they call it salmon. You see, it's, it's, uh, the, the color of a salmon, the fish. Yeah, no, no, not pink. That's not what I'm wearing. No, hold, I gotta go do the show. Hold on, we'll talk about it later. I'm so sorry. I was just, I was back and forth with producer Amy. You see, here's the thing. This radio pro, by the way, hi. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, you're listening to Live Mike. We're, we're on KSL News Radio here. And I'm just trying to straighten something up. We have, via the website kslnewsradio.com also via the ksl news radio app powered by any hour services there's a, a video stream of this radio program and i am as you know and i have rambled on time and time again have been broadcasting from my guest bedroom and there is a camera here it's right in my face it's right here right 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 in front of my face looking uh looking down at me uh throughout the entire show well i sat down this morning here at the desk to uh, to connect with producer Amy to put together this expertly produced program. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. There's great stuff coming up today. And she says to me, oh, Lee, nice pink shirt. And I said, oh, my gosh, no, 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 no. It's not nice. It's not it's not pink. It's salmon. I don't really believe that there's a difference between those two colors, but I know that uh, that I have somehow been conditioned to say that it's actually salmon anytime anyone accuses me of wearing pink. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but what do you think? Is it, is it pink or salmon? Uh, have a look at the app. Again, powered by Any Hour Services. You download that uh, wherever uh, wherever you get your apps. You can see this, uh, this fine salmon-colored shirt at kslnewsradio.com as well. Weigh in, would you? 575 Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, all right, listen, I, if I'm honest with you, if you remember the start of yesterday's show, I was in such a wonderful mood. I had had a, an incredible weekend. I had been up in the mountains. My wife and I and baby Piper traveled up Little Cottonwood Canyon. We climbed our way up to Gloria Falls. And uh, we just had from there on the rest of the weekend, it was wonderful, absolutely priceless and precious. And it was a way for me to uh, clear my mind, get away from all this COVID nonsense. And I'm still riding that wave today. I am still riding that wave today. And I know it's only Tuesday, uh, but I'm already looking forward to uh, the next dose of relaxation coming up this week. And if you have any, uh, any hiking suggestions, I- I'd be grateful uh, if you would share them with me. Again, uh, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd also invite you to navigate your way via Facebook 
to uh, the live mic page. You type in Lee Lonsberry there in Facebook, and you'll see you might, you might see my personal page, and you know feel free to have a look at that. But what I really want, <clears throat> because the boss is telling me I have to get the numbers up, I'd really like it if you would uh, like the Lee Lonsberry live mic page. And on there, if you have any any good hiking tips, any good trails, maybe uh, they're lesser known. I'll t- I promise I won't tell you. Send it. Send me a direct message. It'll be our secret. You tell me about the good secret spot uh, where I can take uh, my wife and baby Piper. We just got one of those the backpack carriers. That's what we took out this past weekend. Uh, it was great. Piper loved it. Uh, she laughed and had fun the entire time. So uh, I'd love to hear from you there. Now, okay, let's actually get to work here. On today's program, we are going to look back at an announcement made by the Trump administration, uh, specifically Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, uh, regarding international students and their ability on their, you know, the appropriate visa to enter and or remain in this country should they be enrolled in institutions of higher learning that opt to go exclusively online this coming fall. The, the rule which has been handed down says that if you are an international student on a certain type of visa and your school is exclusively online this coming fall, that you need to vacate the country. That your visa... Uh, is no longer good, and that the exceptions that allow you to stay here in this country to pursue uh, your higher education are, are no longer good. And you will need to uh, make arrangements to return to your home country, or at least uh, vacate this country, the United States of America. Now, there have been a number of uh, people who have weighed in on this reality, and on this rule handed down by ICE, and it is, uh, it's, pre- it's split, right? There are a number of uh, interpretations. Number one could be uh, you accuse Trump of uh, just wanting to, to rid the United States of all foreigners. All right, well, okay. Uh, or President Trump, who has vocalized time after time his insistence that it is crucially important that schools be open this coming fall, both K-12 through and, and institutions of higher learning, colleges and universities. And this may be an effort to to force the hand of many universities which have uh, telegraphed their intention to move to an exclusively remote scenario this coming fall, Harvard uh, among them. In fact, Harvard, along with MIT, they've entered into a lawsuit. They have requested that a, uh, a temporary stay on this rule be put into effect by a, a judge. And in about 20 minutes from right now, uh, that hearing will begin. So we may, by the end of today's program, know whether or not international students here in the United States under certain visas will be able to uh, attend, remain in this country while pursuing uh, degrees in college or university, even if those colleges have decided to uh, remain online only. So we're going to get into that. I want to share with you uh, some of the details. I want you to hear exactly the verbiage from the Trump administration. It, it's, uh, it's pretty straightforward. And as I always tell you here on this program, it is important to go back to the source documents. So when big stories pop up, uh, they often start uh, from you know one statement uh, or one document or one letter. And I want to take 
this opportunity, at least in the next segment, to share with you exactly where this started and how uh, people have started reacting to it, uh, both legally and in terms of just voicing their opinion. To include, uh, to include Weber State University, who, along with Westminster and the University of Utah, have signed on as uh, friends of the court. There is a document which essentially supports the Harvard and MIT lawsuit, and there are some points there. We later in the program will speak to the president of Weber State University and understand just why that institution of higher learning felt compelled to get into that discussion. And then what else? Oh, there. so you, you remember yesterday we spoke at length about the announcement from the, and, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to, how I'm supposed to refer to the NFL team in Washington these days. Uh, they are retiring the, the name Redskins. That will no longer be uh, the, the mascot. And the imagery, of course, uh, will go away as well. Uh, and, and that debate is kind of an asked and answered thing. Uh, the next step is to see what the new mascot will be and what the imagery will be and what the stuff you can pick up at the gift shop may be. But it does beg uh, an interesting question about uh, one of the universities here in Utah, specifically the University of Utah as they, for their mascot, uh, use the Utes. University of Utah Utes of the Ute Indian tribe. Well, you, you might remember way back in March on this program here, this was before coronavirus really showed up, uh, way back in March, we had a conversation with a gentleman named Fred Esplin. He, with the University of Utah, is responsible for uh, interfacing with the Ute Indian tribe. And this is a fascinating thing. Uh, periodically, the university and the tribe come together and they discuss the further use of the Ute name as the mascot for the university. And the Ute Indian tribe, for many, many years, has given its blessing to the university on a number of conditions. And those conditions uh, truly are fascinating. And I have uh, that. I'll share that with you later on exactly why it is the Ute Indian tribe is okay with the University of Utah using Utes as their mascot. Plenty of other uh, fascinating topics coming up, including a conversation later on with the 2019 PRCA All-Around World Champion. Uh, he's a rodeo man. Stetson Wright will be competing this coming weekend. Rodeo starts on Thursday. The Ute Stampede Rodeo in Nephi will be speaking with Stetson before uh, he begins his competition later this week. That's today on Live Mike.